Cougs house. Well, it happened. Dana Holkerson is out as Houston Cougar head football coach. Say what? You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cougs, daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston born teacher and coach, Parker Ainsworth, to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who can't stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way you can lay some Cougs in your news feed each and every day. Appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Uh, welcome back to YouTube channel. It's where you found us. Remember to hit subscribe to help us get 1750. It's the next marker. We're doing a giveaway every 250. That's the After listening to the video, you don't know what to say about the program. You're just so dumbfounded at the decision that was made because you never thought it would happen. Tell us in the comments down below if you still have Thanksgiving leftovers in your fridge. Now, I'm talking fast for a couple of reasons. One, newborn's asleep. Got the monitor here by me. Uh, two, the Texans are on the screen next to me, too. So that is an exciting game with them and the Jacksonville Jaguars at the moment. And Three, I cannot believe what we get to talk about today. I didn't think it was going to happen, and frankly, I want to talk some about why that was. But Dana Holkson has been fired as head football coach for our Houston Cougars. I want to talk about what changed in the last 24 hours, because I literally said that I did not think it would happen on the live show last night. Um, well, here we are Sunday, and it has happened. So talk about that. And the second part, I want to talk about what the next steps are, which you can anticipate happening, and what I think the timeline could be. Um... Anyway, we'll get to more on that in a second. But first, let's jump into what happened. So I said on Saturday night, because I was operating with what I'd been told, and frankly, I've been saying for a while now, that I didn't anticipate making this change this year. Um, it was, frankly, not just Tillman, but a number of different donors were like not at the point yet where they were necessarily ready to make that $14.8 million buyout. Looks like it's going to get all 14 point eight unless something else stands in the way that has not been discussed at this moment um it looked like there could be other scapegoats other changes other things to adjust um and instead what we're looking at here is that daniel horkerson will be let go now there was a statement from pesman the athletic director as well as um as well as the football program as a whole, that the University of Houston is committed to championship caliber football program and ensuring the success of our student athletes. Our search for a new leader begins immediately, and I'm confident that an incredible fan support, tradition, access to prospective student athletes, and pending opening of the Memorial Hermann football operations center will attract a very strong pool of candidates. Over the course of the five seasons of Cougars, Dana made strides in our football program and in many ways laid the groundwork for our transition to the Big 12 Conference. Ultimately, the result on the field fell short of our standards of excellence. We are grateful to Dana for his efforts and commitment to our student-athletes and wish him the very best in his future endeavors. Now, I'd say that that's interesting because um, this does, I think a lot of myself include last year, Houston won 8-5, and five, and we were pointing out, like, hey, we said we're going to start firing coaches for 8-4. and four. We're 8-5. and five. What does that mean? We came into this year in the Big 12. We heard a lot of Big 12 excuses. We heard, frankly, at media day, the idea that a bowl season, 6-6, six and six, would be successful, right? A bowl season would be successful. And I think we took that to mean a couple of different things, including that like, oh, if they're okay with, if six wins is successful, what does that mean? They're okay. I mean, what does it say about like five wins? What does it say about four wins? And then Houston normally does go 
four and eight on the season with three uncompetitive losses to wrap it up. What I am hearing and what I've heard is that the it, not just the fact that they lost the three straight games in the season to Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, and Central Florida, but it was the mode in which they did. Houston failed to appear or play competitively in any of the three games. Uh, that's not just that's me ad living. I should say uh, they did not look competitive in three football games. I guess admittedly that technically they were each just two score games. But that really undersells what actually happened in those contests. Um, Houston was outplayed. It felt like Central Florida could have picked their score. It felt like Cincinnati could have picked their score. It felt like Oklahoma City, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma State could have picked their score. Um, ultimately, just outplayed in all three. Two of those three being other teams that came in at the same time as Houston from the American Athletic Conference. And so it feels like that's the competitive edge that, frankly, fell short, as Chris Pesman pointed out. Now, I will point out a couple of things. One, Dan Hogerson was 31 and 28 across his five seasons. Uh, you'll notice that when you factor that one of those seasons was 12 and two, that means the other four seasons are all pretty bad, right? Um, and that's the way that goes. We didn't necessarily, I mean, I would have loved, and I said like the ceiling of this team might be as high as nine or 10 wins, depending on who played. But truthfully, eight or nine wins was kind of like, see it like reaching for straws at how well this season. Now, I say that to say that I don't think anyone expected it to be as bad as it was. Certainly, four and eight would be one thing if you beat your three non-conference teams and beat one of Cincinnati, Central Florida, right? If you beat one of them and had a competitive game against the other, you could tell yourself, okay, it's just a big transition kind of time. That's just going to be a really, really big problem. However, what ended up actually happening is that, um, well, ultimately. <laughs> Uh, they lost to Rice, even. They lost to Rice. They had played a competitive game with the UTSA team that was not as good as they've been in the past. And, frankly, um, they looked uncompetitive in so many Big 12 games. It wasn't even a question necessarily of the talent on the football field, but like, are they even in the same, playing the same sport in a lot of different ways? So I say it to say that it does seem like the competition aspect and playing competitive football, as Dan Holgerson once said himself, he wanted to strive to do was not something the Houston Cougars were doing. It also sounds like that quote, as uh, he said to Sam Khan of The Athletic last spring, impossible buyout was not so impossible. I don't want to undersell the importance of like seeing other schools in your area, Texas m being the biggest name, doing much bigger buyouts and the impact that has on a Texas state of Texas booster, uh, right? If you have a state of Texas booster seeing their buddy donate money towards that rather large buyout, there might be more enticing. Well, we can do the same thing or whatever, right? Some measuring of the Joneses there. I do think it's interesting to look at across the board. Um, this will be at the time it's fired, the seventh largest buyout in college football history that I understand it can be spread out is an interesting move for Houston because I think that shows a movement we all want to see in the program that like money is not going to be the issue that comes between us and winning. Theoretically, if you're doing those kinds of moves, that's the right kind of thing. I think as we talk about what is the next step, I want to talk some about what that next step could be. But first, let's talk about what your next steps could be as the season is coming to a close and we're moving on. And that next thing might be basketball. It might be comedy. It might be a number of different things in and around Houston, but it will be something you can get tickets to at game time. Yes, you never saw in the background at this point. I think he is 
happily playing over there. Hey, what's up? He's happy about what's going on. But you should be happy what's going on at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Use the code Locked on College for $20 off. He can't believe it either. $20 off. So make sure you go to Game Time. Download the app. You can do all kinds of things. Like you can pick the section and let them pick the row and seat. You get an average saving of like 18%. If you want to pick the seat and let see what the view looks like from it before you hit buy, they'll let you see what you're going to see from that vantage point as well. So make sure you go to Game Time, download the app, use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off today. That's download Game Time app, twenty dollars off if you use promo code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E. That's twenty dollars off for a code Locked On College. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Now, briefly, if we're going to talk about what comes next for the Houston Cougars, uh, obviously they're going to be a coaching search. Now, you don't make a firing of a guy like Dan Horgan with a $14.8 million buyout if you have not at this point done some talking to agents. I'd imagine some of those preliminary talks about, hey, would they even be interested kind of things might have happened, right? Now, I imagine that they've happened and that you've got some sort of a list. We'll be going through names that could be, should be, et cetera, on that list this week. I will point out over the course of the you're going to hear a bunch of different names called out like so-and-so was interviewing, so-and-so was this. I was hearing some names that were already like head coaching potential candidates that would be coming in as coordinators, and that makes him excited. Um, but I have to say that I feel like what that really means is that those guys are probably now going to get talked to about the head coaching job. So it's one of the same kinds of names that could have been a great coach, you know, coordinator head coach in waiting will now just get straight interviewed for the head coaching job. Um, I also think that it is worth pointing out that, and I have taken heat for saying this throughout the year, but I'll say it again. This program is more than just a head coach away. There is no light switch of a head coach. You saw Colorado do all the splashing in the transfer portal and pull in Deion Sanders. And they went what four and eight, five and seven this year after all of that. This program needs a lot of things to go right. They can make a big decision right here with the head coach and shift things in the direction, but they got to get it right. And they got to get it right and to get every one of the dominoes that comes after it right as well. This is not a single decision. It could be that does, you know, starts the process, but it's not going to be a single decision that makes the program suddenly a 10 win team next fall. Right. That's it's more, you're farther away than a single head coach would be. Nothing's ever that simple and that i think was what i was trying to stress throughout the year that got lost some is that like there's more to what's going on than just head coaching now they're going to fix that part and that can do a lot a whole whole lot but i'll be interested to see what other parts of this get fixed and i think people liken this somewhat unfairly and i'll probably harping on this a lot this week but they'll harp on this um you know houston Cougar basketball did it they hired Kelvin Sampson and look at everything flipped around. And without going too much into detail on it, the Kelvin Sampson thing is just not replicable in football. What Kelvin Sampson was, was he was a Hall of Fame caliber college basketball coach. Then got some trouble at Indiana for so that's really not that much troublesome anymore. And was coaching at your local pro team. He was a Houston Rockets coach. He was on the older side of things as far as coaching goes and likely just going to finish out the career there. They luck into with a simple phone call saying, would you be interested in doing college again? And he's older. He's able to. He doesn't have to move he or his family to do it. And 
He has the Hall of Fame kind of resume from his first stints in college as well. Now, that's not to say that it was not challenging. That's not to say that it wasn't hard. That's not to say that it didn't take a leap of faith to make sure he was willing to do it again. However, the equivalent of that in college football would be going to the Texan staff, finding someone on their staff with a Hall of Fame college coaching resume, and saying, hey, would you like to leave the assistant job you've got with the Texans, come back to the college game while staying in Houston and rebuilding this thing? I don't have the Texan staff in front of me, but those guys are rare, right? Those guys are hard to find. Now, can you find a coach that makes an impact? Absolutely. Is it important that it gets higher right and that it gets higher right and things going to get right pretty quickly in this program? Yes. Yes, this program has the tools at its disposal. But I don't think that that's a logical, they just got to go higher. The next, you know, Kelvin Sampson of football is not really how things go. That's not a fair apples to apples comparison that A, takes some of the like happenstance out of the equation. B, acts like coaches like Kelvin Sampson are just lying around and they're not, right? And C, even then it takes several years. Right. And so this program has got a long way to go. We'll be talking each and every day about different candidates. I'm going to make it my point to talk about a different candidate, if not multiple candidates, each day until a decision is made. I think that it's worth pointing out and looking at all the different things. One big thing that happened for Houston that is a good thing in this. While AM is looking for a coach and they may be looking for an underachieving one at that, if they're going to really go for the other Stoops brother. Baylor has said they're going to bring back Dave Aranda to Baylor. And that's huge reason, not because anything has to do with Dave Aranda, but because frankly, they're kind of your competitor for a lot of these same kind of jobs of a prospective coach. were out there and wanted to get into a big 12 power four conference level football and wanted to be in the state of Texas to recruit the state of Texas and wanted to, you know, demonstrated recent success. You could look at Baylor as being a competitive, comparable job that because they've been big 12 longer has more resources. Thankfully that job is not open. And so that is not saying the way I think it's a good thing for Houston and the candidates there. What I imagine happened is this week you'll hear names on lists. You'll hear things put together, but truthfully several of these candidates are also coaching in conference championship games next weekend. Thus you might not hear confirmation of things for another week or 10 days to allow those coaches the you know, privilege of coaching in their conference championship game or getting ready for their bowl game without the distraction of you're leaving us for Houston, right? So if a coach is on a staff at Texas, if a coach is on a staff at Ohio State, I guess Michigan, not Ohio State, if a coach is on a staff at Oregon, if a coach is on a staff anywhere playing next week, Florida State, wherever, then I would imagine if they're looking at the Houston job, they would be delayed on even interviewing to give them the luxury of finishing their season with their team, right? If we're going to wait to interview those guys, I'd imagine you might hear of some people coming through campus this week that don't have that problem, but I'd imagine you wait for another week to hear final, you know, second round of interview type people, right? Um, and so on and so forth as those things go. I also think it's worth pointing out that um, Houston has a number of things working in its favor. The new building coming in is going to be a big thing for them to sell to recruits. The city of Houston itself is a big thing to sell to recruits. And frankly, playing in the Power Five and being not 
defeated in the Power Five, meaning like you you did win a couple of games, shows there's some talent on the roster to play with for the next guy coming in as he builds things. Again, I think there's a lot of things to fix in this program. I think there's things to get, you know, it's not just the head coach. We are fixing that part of the equation. We're changing that part of the equation and looking to get better in that area. The next head coaching hire is incredibly important because if you're being honest, you need to give the guy four years to get things fixed, right? To get things set up his way. That means if the hire is wrong, it is currently 2023. Next season will be his first in 2024. You're going to 2028, 2029 before you're making a change after this one. If you're in 2029 and you're making a change, you haven't been good yet in the Big 12. And the Big 12 is looking to redo their media contract not that far after that. Where are you? Where are you? Right? Um, I think the next hire is that level of importance. You can't mess it up. I'm not saying they're going to. I don't mean this to be a scared tag. I just mean that to pay attention as things come up and happen in the next few days. Thank you all for bearing with me on this bonus episode of Locked on Cougs. I am taking care of my son and dog, and they're both doing okay over there. Um, it is a fun Sunday. I got this news. I got It was funny. I was playing pickup basketball this morning. I got uh, to my phone when I got taken out of the game because that'll happen when you get old. You get taken out of basketball games. Um, and I had, I think, six text messages, seven tweet alerts, and like – a lot of dms and very quick i was like oh something happened pulled it up duarte tweet was the first one i pulled up because of the list of tweets that i got alerts from i was like oh it happened um and so thank you all for like letting me live and get life set a little bit settled before talking this afternoon locked on cooks is a primary locked on podcast network that means your team our team but no longer dana hogerson's team every day go kooks. Thank <laughs> you.